0: good morning we are still dealing with the confusion the joy and the doubt and even cynicism of the apostles at the appearances of jesus we wonder why are they so cynical about this after all he's right there he's flesh and bones and he's eating a piece of fish and a ghost doesn't eat. At least we don't think so. So why is this happening? How can this be taking place? Well, let's not forget that we are dealing with eleven very scared broken people who have just found their leader crucified and then are coming to realize that he's risen from the dead and that there are Romans chasing them with the intention of doing the same thing to them that was done to Jesus to kill them as well and yet they're also conflicted with this tremendous joy that they feel because Jesus has arisen and they're trying to cope with that because with that joy came the motivation to go out and tell everybody he's not dead he's risen he's the messiah that we've been waiting for and then they fall into the confusion again that the messiah they thought was coming was going to be one who would overthrow the Romans well, Jesus didn't overthrow the Romans. He scared to be Jesus out of them when he got up out of the grave and they ran away. But his kingdom was not and is not of this world, at least at that time. So where is his kingdom? Well, my brothers and sisters, we believe because of the fact that we believe in the resurrection, That the kingdom of God is in the hereafter. But it's also important to realize that the kingdom of God is also right here. And this is what he was trying to get across to these 11 scared, broken people. That what they had to do was to begin the kingdom on earth that the kingdom of God, no matter what the political situation might be in which they were living, is something that overcomes politics, that overcomes the fear of the Romans, and that calls them and calls us to make the kingdom present now. So this is what these folks were dealing with. That's a lot of emotion. That's a lot of scary things happening. Think how we would feel if someone that we just buried trotted into this church. We'd be scared. I'd be running. They'd say, look at that fat man go. I mean, seriously, that's a scary thing. Stop and think of what they were going through. And if I wasn't running from the ghost, I'd be running from the Romans. Or I guess in this case, from the people with the net that were going to drop it over my head. Think of that. So think of what the disciples were experiencing. Now, in our own lives, I have taken for granted from the time I was a little child that God was Jesus that he rose from the dead, and that when I died, I was going to do the same thing. All of you probably are in the same situation. This is what we have taken for granted from the time that we were little kids. But do we ever stop and think about what the disciples were going through? And do we ever stop and think, more importantly, about the challenge that they were given by the risen Christ? I know you see it every time you turn around and walk out of church, but their challenge, like ours, was to go make disciples. Now, that's not easy today. You know that as well as I do. We are fighting an uphill battle against a very secular culture that is trying to tell us that we can do whatever we want to do, and it doesn't matter consequently we have the evils that we have in society today the drug culture abortion murders by the dozens every weekend this is what comes from doing what we want to do why do we want to do it because there is this agent called evil you can call it satan You can call it the devil. But there is an agent that is evil that tempts us not to follow the words that are in this book, but to do whatever our desires want. Now stop and think of that. That's important. Because if we say that we are going only to do what our desires want, we're going to continue and perpetuate the culture that we live in now. If we say, I'm only going to believe what I can see with my own eyes, then we're knocking out the whole concept of love. Because love is not something that you can see. You can't smell it, you can't touch it, you can't taste it, you can't hear it, but you know what it is to be loved. So do I, even if the only thing that ever loved me was my cat. I know what love is. So do you. But if you fall into this cultural abyss where you do only what you want to do and you cancel or shoot those that try to guide you otherwise, then we see what that causes establishing the kingdom means making disciples making disciples is not any easier today than it was for those eleven broken men two thousand years ago it's a tough thing and it seems when you get two steps forward you get one back but that is what we are challenged to do many of you have probably most of you have children Many of you have grandchildren, and you know what you're going through. You know how hard it is to convince a teenager that they should follow the commandments and do what morality teaches us to do. It isn't easy. It isn't easy to do it, and it isn't easy to teach it. Especially when they look at you and just say, oh, well, he's an old fart. He doesn't know what's going on. But it still challenges us. We still have to try. And I know that that's not easy. And I don't want to ruin your beautiful Sunday. But maybe you need to go home and say to your kids or your grandkids, that are still in bed that there are two more masses, three more masses here today get your butt up and go to one I know a lady at the cathedral, she's still there she had eight children remember the show eight is enough she had that on her license plate, eight is enough and she was talking about how one of her children didn't want to go to church. At least one of them was scared, didn't, wasn't scared of her, because she could be tough. And she did two things. The first thing she did is she said, if you don't get up and go to church, you're not going to get any breakfast. She said, I don't care, I'm sleeping. Okay. So she got his lacrosse stick, and she started to unstring it. Now, those of you who play lacrosse or know anything about it know it takes like a day to string a lacrosse stick. Well, that got him out of bed. He got panicky. And then she pushed him into his bedroom, said, put on clothes. I'll fix your breakfast and you're going to church, or I'm going to keep on doing this. It worked. He went. But how many times do we hear parents say, oh, it's not worth the fight. Was that what you say when you want them to go to school? It's not worth the fight to try to have them taught math or English or science. No, because they're not going to survive in society without it. But that's what's wrong, is we're willing to let one another survive in society without religion, which has given us the society we're dealing with now. And what we need to do is, in whatever way you have to do it, unstring somebody's lacrosse stick and get them up and get them here and make them see that what we we have here is what really makes disciples. May God bless you all.